and I'm, I'm thankful that you, you know we could take two hours on a Saturday morning and just talk about life you know get into deeper conversations that we've never really gotten to before and we've been friends for coming on 10 years now like um, that that's what gives me hope it's the simple fact that there are people out there that are good there are people that I have chosen in my life that are positive people Hey, welcome to Catching Up the Series. In today's episode, we're sitting down with one of my uh, best friends going back uh, 10 years, Mr. Ruben King, college friend of mine, um, been through a lot together, was in my wedding, um, in a number of weddings together. So a lot of fun times, um, but always a person that I could also um, just, you know, be real with and talk about things that, that maybe weren't necessarily um, easy to talk about um, between a lot of other white and black friends and that, you know, dates back throughout the years. So when it came time to think about people that I wanted to talk with and have conversations with around the subject, he was the clear first person to really just even approach with the idea and definitely the first person that I'd want to talk with. And it's funny in some ways that as much as, we could talk about and experience uh, with each other over 10 years. A lot of things we talk about today that we really had never addressed. So with that, here is my conversation with my good friend, Ruben King. I've always, I guess I would, I would say I'd always try to be aware of you know, that certain differences existed as far as experience goes, as far as like whether it's anybody of, of kind of a minority. And I would I always try to kind of be aware of that, yet I'm I'm sure and I've opened up to the fact to know that like I'm sure in, in at times I, I couldn't have been too. Um, but to your point as far as like trying to to get at the the deep and gritty stuff right away. Like it brought up a story of mine that like, I just, I could not believe it was like my first year. And I was, I was working in St. Louis and we had like one of the highest regarded sports writers, like in the country come in and sit down in an office across from me. Um, and they just had like a one-on-one and he just sat down. I swear to God, the first question he asked was like, so how many of your friends were killed? I'm like, what the, f-? like, not even necessarily easing into it, but it was just like, so, you know, growing up in a rough spot, like, did you, um, uh, like, did you have to have friends, like, keep you out of trouble, like, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, um, so I, even as I talk about it now, like, that's not even something that I thought to talk about, but I was just like, it's it's even been like kind of those experiences too to see in a very diverse sport that's you know that the majority is black like you can still have people come in and have behavior that is like what century are we in like are you serious like so yeah it's 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 crazy you bring that up because well first off i think i think you acknowledging that you're aware that these things go on speaks volumes because I've talked with people who almost in a sense, don't believe um, that certain things are, are, are true. You know, they think it's yeah. just a lot of it is just media fabricated. And I, and it, to me, it's difficult because it's like, you don't have to agree with it, but do you, I like, you have to be aware. You have to be open to the fact that th- these things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the NFL, it was crazy, you know, especially, every draft day when it's supposed to be the proudest moment of a lot of young men's career, you know, life, you know, you get to, to accomplish a dream that we're reminded of, I guess you could say hardship, but like, I don't need to know so-and-so's dad got killed in a robbery gone bad, or I don't need to know about, I'm trying to get, to, I'm, I'm trying to get to know this young, this might be the first time I'm getting introduced to this young athlete. And yeah. right off the bat, you're telling me that, so-and-so passed away or so uh, his friend got killed in a murder this like that's mm-hmm. that's that's so dark in a sense to where it was a lot of african-american athletes that had that 
some other guys got drafted and it was, oh, he played baseball or, hey, he had a – he played a trumpet in high school or middle school, like these random topics. And it it just got sad because it was like over and over and yeah, over man. again. We're getting reminded of I, – I, like, I get it. These guys have gone through a lot of hardships, and that's everybody. That's not just the African-American athletes. That's not just the – you know, the white athletes that, you know, Hispanic, every athlete has gone through a hardship at one point, the degree of hardship. Yeah, that's different. But when we're celebrating that somebody accomplishing a dream, it should just solely be about the dream, not about getting reminded of some dark things that happen. That could be further down the road talking about somebody's testimony in the sense, somebody's journey, but to go right off the bat that everybody knows about, you know, a personal thing that you may, they may have a difficult time still trying to recover from that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they go back and, and watch themselves on draft day, they, they get reminded. And that's tough. That's tough to to kind of split that emotion of I, I, I have, I'm accomplished and I achieved what I wanted. But now I'm getting reminded of a, of a dark day. Like I wish I wish they would kind of end that that story mm-hmm. and leave it to leave it to a personal, you know, hey, let me let me talk about that when I'm ready. You don't want to think about your you know friends getting killed or murdered. Like it's we're aware. Even, it's, why is that part of the story? Why does it have to be? I mean, exactly. And I get it is part of his story, but where it really hits a nerve for me is this has over time become something that is so so perpetuated by you know the draft day tidbits and that kind of stuff that it's like it's just I really feel like it's assumed now that if you are black. And if you're reaching a level of success that, that those things happen to you. And then it's more, it's more a surprise that if, if someone just led a on paper kind of normal path um, than the other and that, that that's associated. And it is obviously for, for a large effort for a group of people um, that have to overcome those kinds of tragedies. But it's also unfair to those that don't like, I mean, I constantly heard stories a lot recently about as far as like, you know, making reference to, Oh, you speak so clearly or articulate or something, but like, but people just don't realize that the fact that that's a surprise to them means that automatically they came expecting one thing just because of an appearance. You don't understand how much that hit home. Cause growing up, you know, I, I, I was a military brat, both parents being in the military. And I moved around so much and I got to interact with so many different people. And growing up, I never, you know, I had, I was taught, you know, things of articulation and and just as far as a basic knowledge of, you know, I guess you could say the English, you know, grammar in a sense and being taught that and then going to talk with other people and see that they're shocked that I can, speak pretty well and um have deep conversations and and oh you sound really intelligent like you're you know like you said a surprise and and it's hurtful because it's like why is that a surprise why can't i just be someone who's intelligent why do you have to attach that the fact that i'm african-american the fact that I'm, i'm black that i may not be able to you know talk in a manner that you're used to like if, if when you first meet me, you expect me to be like, oh, what, like you, this slang. And I was mad at that for so many years because I had people tell me based off of that, that, oh, you're not as, you're, you're not that black. And it, it, it got really, it got to a point to where I was in middle school going into high school, trying to figure out how can I be blacker, you know? And a lot of times it was, oh, you know, if I listen to hip hop music more, if I watch BET and get hip with, with the trends and if I'm, if I, you know, wear this type of fashion or I wear this type of, and as I got older and I look back and think about that, I'm like, I really lost sight of myself trying to fit into a stereotype that should never be there. Uh, I, you know, I am, I am my own individual. I don't want, you know, I, I said something on Facebook about, I'm proud. Like, you know, you see color, see my color, see everybody's color, but do not attach the stereotypes that you're used to seeing in in the media or in movies or whatever, you know, you're, you may see a lot of black people portrayed. Don't, don't assume I'm going to be just like that because of what you saw. Like when we walk into a friendship, let's just go as two people meeting. 
not an African-American, not a Hispanic, not a, uh, you know, whatever ethnicity, ethnicity you may be, let's really just become in as human beings, a blank slate. Let me get to know who you are. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very difficult. I mean, it was, as a kid, it was now I'm, I take it for what it is. Um, I understand people are going to have those feelings. People are going to have that idea of what they may perceive me to be. But, you know, as a kid, man, I, I hate, I hated every bit of it. Like part of me was just like, you know, I'm not black enough or I'm not, I know white people blacker than you, or, you know, it's just, it, it was something that really, really hurt. It was hurtful. It was, it yeah. was definitely hurtful. And I felt like I, you know, that I need to be somebody else. And I'm glad I don't think like that anymore, but I just think about the young, other young kids coming up who are educated and, and, and get told that and, you know, shy away. They may shy away. They don't, may not want to be uh, somebody who's, who's knowledgeable. They may choose to, a different route because they want to be accepted, mm-hmm. you know, at, and it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough. And it's something that kids should never have to think of. I mean, it's simply any kid like kids want to fit in so much that they're willing to sacrifice who they truly are to be in a group or be accepted. Yeah. And I, it, I, you know, luckily for me, I'm glad I, I, I decided that I wasn't going to let that go anymore. And even when people make comments now, you know, I, like I said, it doesn't affect me, but I can only imagine some kid who may not be able to change his thoughts who may yeah. just say, you know, because I go to this school and because being an educated student is frowned upon, maybe I should just go hang out with, with so-and-so because he's cool. Cause he's, you know, he, 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 you know, his, he got the swagger, he got whatever that, that I, I want to achieve. And they don't see school as that, as that ability to achieve those. They see choosing, you know, a different route rather than education. And it's, you see it over and over again and it, and it sucks. You bring something up in there that like, I mean, you know, you talk about childhood, it it hits home because I think childhood is it's its own process for everybody. And like to then drop other external things on top of it like that, I can't, I can't imagine it. Um, And when you, you when you talk about the scenario too, of like, if you're going to be hammered with, stereotypes long enough it's 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 heartbreaking to honestly think about a scenario where like if someone had those stereotypes put on them enough to be like okay i guess that's what i'm supposed to do and when you're talking about the you know instead of like doing this i should be doing what i'm expected to do and that kind of thing like that's i can't imagine what that would be like i can't imagine how often that honestly happens too. like as a young kid, like that, I mean, we're, we're, we're shaped and morphed and pushed into directions by so many different things. I can't, I feel like that would be such a strong force to push young people in their formative years into something that they didn't necessarily have to be destined for. Yeah, man. It's a lot too. It's just like the influence, especially, I think it's, it's more now than it ever has been with social media, because, you know, when we're growing up as kids, yeah, we had internet. Yeah. yeah, But a lot of times it was turn on the TV to watch some music or, you know, YouTube and all this other stuff that pretty much had so much like access to different types of videos and media. We really didn't have to reach out too much for that. But kids nowadays that are very young, impressionable kids, kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, their minds molding, if their favorite Instagram person's, you know, saying, Hey, do this or do that, or buy this product, or this is how you're supposed to be. This is the image you should portray. They're going to seek that more than ever. And, you know, when you talk about bullying, you have people online getting bullied. So everywhere you go, it's not, I go to school. These kids bother me. I leave school. I'm fine. These -hmm. kids are constantly almost in danger. And it sucks to say, but it's just like, you know, they try to adapt. They try to change who they are. And you speak about, you know, when you're held to the stereotype for so long, sometimes you just start to believe maybe this is it. This is who I am. This is who I'm, I'm supposed to be. And it should never be like that. It should never, you know, I, we go through a phase where we test out things. Like, I'm going I'm to try this out, see if I like it. Or I'm going to try this out and see if I like it. But trying something out, not liking it, and only continuing to do it, 
because of wanting to be accepted is when you lose sight of who you truly are or becoming your true self. Like you said, it's crazy to think about how often because that doesn't get pushed a lot. That discussion of the influence that people have on kids doesn't get pushed a lot. But what's crazy is now that all this stuff's going on, you see people on CNN or others trying to urge these celebrities to speak up, use your, use your influence. They should use their influence every day to be positive of being someone's true self mm-hmm. instead of just waiting to, you know, uh, the nation to go all crazy and try to speak out then. Like you yeah. can always use your voice. Uh, they don't realize how much influence people have. Like even like, here we go again with sports, AI in the sleeve headband or like you know just different things you see your favorite sports artists when michael jordan sticking his tongue out playing (laughs) basketball like you had grown men going to the court sticking their tongue out while they hooped and it's just like those little nuances those little things that you don't realize that you you're attracted to or you like or the influence that you have carries weight and that also comes into the simple fact of what you're what are you teaching kids because if I, if I tell my kid, you know, the greatest basketball player was Michael Jordan, and I remind him every single day, and I tell him, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, he's going to grow up saying, oh, well, hey, my, Michael Jordan. My dad liked Michael Jordan, so I like Michael Jordan. Or my dad was yeah. a hooper, so I like basketball. It's yeah. the same thing when we're teaching kids about acceptance of who they are, accepting of, of race or the different nationalities. It all is such – it all starts at a young age of influence and stereotypes and just talking with – kids about hey these things are true these things are real that's the first thing we have to do we can't put it to the side or ignore it because at some point it's going to come up and then if at a young age we're able to teach these kids that you know they may be they may look different than you but don't treat them like just you know based off what what you see give them respect just like everybody else because I'm, i've met some some of my best friends are all different in different ways and different shapes and different i don't want to say different shapes because that makes it I mean, I know I'm a little, I'm a little big, turn into a meatball, but you know, we're, we're, we're all different personality wise. If I were to approach it or if any of my friends were to approach it in a situation to where he's different, I don't know if I want to go that route or you're, you're, you're different than what I grew up knowing, then we would all be, you know, who knows what, what interaction we would have had, who knows what, you know, what routes we would have taken in life or what other friends we would have had. So it's, it's, it, I think it's very important to just continue to educate the youth and educate the young kids of the importance of treating everybody with respect. You don't have to like them, but respect them until they give you a reason mm-hmm. not to have that respect. Yeah. I wanted to ask the experience for my household over the last, I think it's been like three weeks now four almost four weeks or so, but this current like month of protests and, and social activism and stuff like that around George Floyd's death has like weighed heavily on me, my wife. I think it, you know, there's a, there's a mixture of the kind of quarantine and isolation that we've already kind of, that we're rolling in from too. But I wanted to ask, cause I, I, I've, seen you know stuff across social media and stuff saying like that feeling that you have now that on that 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 anxiety and all of that um imagine that day in day out and that puts a lot of things into perspective because i think for a lot of reasons i've i've felt terrible about kind of what i've been seeing as far as like more so around how you know the the reaction to some of this um where in my mind it's time for a lot of this change that seeing that there's any really sort of resistance to it has really affected me. And this is really just the first time that it's had such that physical effect on me. And I'm curious, you know, for you, what has this experience been like this last three weeks for this particular, and it's obviously wasn't just an incident with George Floyd. There were, you know, two others of, of recent, um, events but this has been this has happened over the years this is this has happened every couple of years has this been any different for you and any pain that you felt or or any anger that you felt around 
kind of what's going on within our country? Has it been any different than the recent events, even a few years ago? It's, it's tough because like, you know, when this situation happened and, and you see the video or you see things like I get angry, I get mad, I get upset because, you know, it's obviously the narrative that continues to get pushed is, is white cop or, you know, killing an, a black man. And I get more upset with the people that, how should I put it? Suffering is never a competition. It is, it, is, it is never. And I'm seeing way too many people try to play a victim role. Mm-hmm. And when two victims are trying to play, you know, when you have two people trying to play the victim role, all you're doing is pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. Nothing is getting resolved. Around this time, I'm seeing a lot more people outspoken on the other side. Yeah. And it has prompted me to really take a step back and go, well, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What can I do? to to help to not even educate just like let my feelings be known because i felt like i I was seeing friends that i built a a great friendship with and them say something or post something that i'm just like ah man you're not you're not getting it um so i've been trying to just literally sit down more and just talk and go you know, hey, I, I just want to let you know that, you know, you may have posted something that could be perceived in a, in a, in a way that you may not want it to be perceived because you may not understand. And it's tough because a lot of times if you go on Facebook and people try to get back and forth and then you got a third party coming in, you know, it's, it's made me kind of just say, hey, if you got time, let's talk. Let's discuss. Let's, let's come to an understanding. Okay. We, like I, I always say, we may not agree but let's at least understand because a lot of the anger that some people may be feeling now, I felt that every single time I see that headline because that's all the news usually pushes. And I, I'm one person I try to, if I'm angry, I get it, but I try not to be angry for long, but it's getting to a point to where I continue to see it. And it's, it's all around us that I'm almost getting, finding myself getting mad every single day because it's like a battle that almost you feel like can never be won. That's the one thing I hate is I don't know in my lifetime if any of this is going to change. Will it get better? Yeah, parts of it will get better until the next thing happens. And that, I don't want to say if I've accepted that, but that's something that has crossed my mind several times. And it made, it, it has prompted me to let me have these conversations with my friends, you know, my friends that are different and let me talk to them. Because that's the only way that I know that I can potentially help change something is by having the people that I'm close with, having this, this, this discussion with them and educating them on, hey, this is how I feel. You know, you may have other friends of different ethnicities that feel differently, but let me tell you how I feel. Let me tell you my standpoint. Because the, oh, I, I had a conversation with my friend, uh, you know, our mutual friend, Richard Ellerby, Richie Thick. And I said, I just want people to realize we just want peace of mind. That is, that is all. The, the, to go out and doing nothing wrong or, or just kind of just living your life, and then as soon as you see a cop, you get flashbacks of things that happen. Uh, Confederate flag, you, th- you think things you know, are happening. And not to say that those people will ever put me in a situation to where, you know, my life's in danger or anything like that. But the fact that that crosses my mind is what bothers me. The fact that I could be out and about having a good time with friends and I see something and I'm triggered in a sense. It's like, why can't I just go out and have fun? Why do I have to feel that since I'm black, I have to change maybe how I go about my day? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm out in public or I'm at the store, do I have to really change you know how i walk how my presence is how i'm dressing to make other people feel comfortable to let them know that hey i'm no risk to your life i hate that i absolutely hate that i get it because a lot of people that's what they see that's what you know you like i said movies you see tv shows you see people that some people just sit in front of the tv and that's their education without knowing the people in their community Mm -hmm. and i it, it i hate that and it's 
I feel like when things like this happen, I notice it more and more. I come more, become more observant. So this, I mean, this whole issue is, is, it's just, you're reminded yep. plain and simple. Every single time this happens, the anger gets there, the emotion gets there, but I feel like people kind of just forget about it. They don't forget about it. They stop acting upon what they want change for until the next one happens. Because the LA riots happened in 1992. Rodney King got beat. Those guys got free. We rioted. You had several people getting killed over and over again. We riot. But there's never really any change. And I wish people would start to realize that as much as we could say, blame, we, we could sit there and blame a president or blame these people on a national scale basis, let's look at the community. You, they want to defund the police. No, don't defund them. Get those cops into the community on a non-aggressive way. Get them to understand, hey, you know, these are these kids. Paint that picture in a bright light instead of this is a bad community, so we're going to go in there and aggressive every single time. I hate that they have to feel like that because there's been neighborhoods I've been in that are unsafe, but I've known some great people in those places. But just because they're from that certain spot, it's assumed that they're just like the other people that were bad. I honestly think that if we are able to, to take a community to community and try to impact it that way, then we can reach out. But complaining about a, a president or complaining about these house representatives and all that, that's not going to change anything. It's going to change when you take hold of your city, when you talk to the mayor of your city, your representative, your district rep, like we have to start local in order to branch out. It has to start small. It has to start with these conversations here. It has to start with, you know, if I'm going to discuss something with a police officer, we'll, we'll talk human being to human being because you have fears and I have fears. You know, you have a family, I have a family. If we're able to get out into these neighborhoods and, and, and educate the youth, like, hey, we're not here to harm you, you know, the good cops, because there are bad cops out there, just like there are bad people, there are bad cops out there, but there are good cops out there that are under attack as well. And I feel like if, to be an example, go out and know your community, because when you go out and know your community and a situation happens, hey, I know so-and-so. Let me talk to them. Let's discuss. I know their background. Yep. You know, that's where it needs to start. But I, I, until this day, I, I just feel like I'm going to keep this cycle of getting angry. I, more, people, more people are aware. I will say that on a national scale. More people are aware. But you only can be aware for so long. The attention span is so bad nowadays that what's next? We have an election coming up. Right. So, of course, they're going to dr drive up all this. But after the election, well, what's next? What's going to happen? Yeah. It's like on to the next. Yeah. I, and that's something that's hit hard with me was, is, is actively keeping things front of mind, whether that causes uneasiness and anxiety, it's, that's fine. Um, but for me, I bring that up because it's like in, I think it was 2015 around the death of Freddie Gray and, and the, the unrest around that. You know, I had a, a lot of the same feelings I have today, but at the time, you know, I had thought I'm like, man, I, I really think because when it comes to doing your part or whatever my responsibility is and that kind of thing, I was like, I don't have a ton of money to donate. I don't have whatever, I, you know, I don't, I don't have pull politically. I don't have this kind of stuff, but like what I do have is experience more so and more exposure to people of other races than, than a lot of people I know. And, and even more people I know that are out there that I don't know. And I was like, if we could just set an example as far as like what a modern day friendship between a black and a white person is, I was like, maybe that could like spark new possibilities for what people think is actually achievable and like, and kind of educate in a way too, that would help people that don't have that experience or exposure. And this is probably the first time you're hearing that idea because I didn't say anything about it. And it was something that was like, I'd like to do this. And then, you know, there's just those other thoughts of like, that's a lot of work. And as that kind of happened, as that, that, that we get further and further out from those feelings and, and that uneasiness, it becomes more comfortable. That stuff fades away. 
the news cycle turns over that we're onto something else like you're talking about. And as soon as this happened, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And the, the fact to go back and look that it was five years ago to have that thought, I was like, I have to do this. I don't, I don't, I have no idea what the actual effect or impact will be, but I just know that I can't again say, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't think people want to hear what I have to say. I don't think people will listen. I like all those things had to go away. And I was just like, screw it. Like I, I just, I have to do it even just for myself, whatever pent up like anxiety I have, just keeping it down and not even just talking it from a place of like shouting out or something like that. But the fact that I had an idea that I thought could help didn't do anything and whether it does help or not, I don't know, but at least I know that I am going to put forth the effort of trying to put it together and see what happens. And so that's where, you know, this project comes from. Some of the things have changed along the way as far as, you know, what I want to do. And I think it's, it's hopefully going to be even more impactful with what me and, and you and, and others that I get to talk to, you know, can kind of lay down and record and, and, uh, and put out there for people to, to consume and hopefully learn a lot from. So. Yeah, um, man, I, I will say like, at the end of the day, it benefits both of us just being yeah. able to have this conversation. hundred percent. And that's, I think that's the main thing is, you know, when we talk about having conversations with our friends, mm-hmm. sometimes, like I said before, these are the conversations that we need to happen. I that we need to have. Um, and whether or not, like you said, whether or not, you know, people benefit from it or, or, you know, listen to it or not, it, we, we benefited from it because we went to a place to discuss things that, you know, we always don't discuss. Um, and a lot of times me and you, we'll talk sports, we'll talk music, we'll talk about, you know, memories and all that stuff. But to really kind of just say, hey, there's a lot of things going on in the country right now. You know, what can I do to help or what can I do? Just talk. Just talk with your friends. And that's with any situation. Like, you know, um, I've had friends reach out to me and like, hey, man, how you doing? Are you OK? Like, what's going on? Is there anything I can do? Sometimes it's just like, hey, no, knowing I have your support is enough. You know, I don't need you to try to, you know, go crazy and, and showing how much you support whatever movement's going on. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that I, you have my back or you understand my anger or my feelings, that's enough. And I think, I think some people, I think some people are missing that idea because they would like to say that I was there walking on the streets for so-and-so like I was with, I don't need that. I don't need you to put that in that back pocket. What I need you to do is the friends that you care about, the ones that you spent so much time and years getting to know, make sure that they're cool. Make sure that they're all right. Because that's more important now. Cause I don't want to turn it into a black or white. I want to turn it into, this is how I feel. These are my views. You feel differently. Okay. But if you're my friend, I'll understand your different views. I'll disagree and I'll continue about my ways. That's what's important. Like as long as I know that you're not going to sit there and, and, and talk bad behind my back because I feel differently. I'm okay with that. We have enough respect for our friendship to know that I respect your views. Although I disagree with them, we can still be friends and move about it and move on and, and continue to uh, continue a friendship because I'm seeing a lot of things from people going, I'm seeing, you know, friendships end because of a Facebook post or friendships end because somebody said all lives matter or, or whatever hashtag they try to, you know, they're trying to push. And I think it's ridiculous. We're supposed to be grown adults. We're supposed to be people that, you know, we respect freedom of speech until, you know, people disagree. And it's like, no, no, I don't, I don't like you anymore. Like, no, sit down and talk. That's all it needs to be. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, talk to somebody discuss because if you hold all this anger and all this resentment to what's going on inside you're only damaging yourself and that's going to continue to linger on until when it does come out it's not going to be a pretty sight trust those that are near you to to just talk about the feelings that you have because discussions i've had with you i've had different ones with other people and it may be the same subject matter but the content of it is different because the relationship's different yeah. I think that's the biggest part about you being able to have this discussion with future people, you know, people coming in next or whoever you may talk to, their experiences will be different. Mm-hmm. They may check the same boxes as me in some certain way, but that dialogue, that content, that 
that you guys have is going to be unique in itself because we all have different experiences. Yeah. So the fact that you're opening up this platform for people, you know, normal people, just, you know, people that right. we all have our story. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about the things we've been through and, and may, you know, maybe help somebody, maybe give somebody an opportunity to know they're not, they're not alone, that whatever they experience, they're not alone. Or if they have a friendship similar to ours, that they can talk about it in a way they can discuss right. it. So I, I, I think it's great that you acted upon whatever feeling you had, because it's something that I think a lot of people can benefit from, regardless of, you know, whatever race, whatever you know, background they have, that they can talk, be open about it, and be understood. I wanted to turn it to you now, because you have one of the most positive and electric impacts on people that I've ever met and it's 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 a it's a reason why i always try to keep you close i try to feed off of it you know even after kind of school and moving away and stuff like i don't i don't and i'm not in touch as much as i should be but i have always loved that about you um it has been the same quality that has gotten you invited to weddings as guests that you weren't invited to and that wedding was better for it. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm just curious. I think if we talk to a lot of people that, you know, we've crossed paths with and stuff that, you know, they would say something very similar. And you spoke earlier just about having to carry yourself a certain way or meet people in a certain way or, or, you know, kind of have yourself maybe some way that wasn't really how you were feeling that day or something. How much of that, electric personality and positivity and all that is that was that ever self-taught along the way out of need was that was that is that all you was there things that shaped you along Listen, the way man, that kind of turned I, into you i would just say this i'm probably the second most electrifying man uh, <laughs> behind the rock but um <laughs> but uh you know it for for me i really just loved making people laugh like I, I it, for me it was just like moments that you can laugh and just enjoy life that's are the most precious moments like I love being a hype person I love like hey, are you about to do this I'll do it too you know like you know what, what do you want to do like if you want to dance or if you want to like you know just do something like I want to just experience life in that way I was very nervous I was always I, I'm still nervous to this day there are times where I'm just like I'm quiet mute like i don't want to you know i gotta warm up to somebody i don't just out the gate like jack in the box right. like, surprise let's turn up like <laughs> no. here drink this like let's go but um i just found ways to and i talked about this before just kind of accepting my personality yeah. you know like i would go into a predominantly white school and i was in some classes with, the, with some very smart people and I would make them laugh in different ways or even like the teacher laugh. And it was, it was jokes that were like, oh, well, I'm not sitting there with a catchphrase, like, Laza. like, you know, I'm just yeah. you know, little, little quick witted humor type things to where I loved that. I love the fact that people accepted me. Like I, I could be funny and also smart. Mm -hmm. And as I got older and really started to learn about who I am, Hey, let's go. It's my personality. If I'm comfortable around somebody, Oh, we're about to have a good time. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I, I really love to feed off of other people's energy. And when I get that energy back, it just continues to, <laughs> to, to grow. I mean, and when we, you know, when I'm at weddings and just enjoying the time, like, you know, I'm comfortable if I'm on that dance floor and there's only like four people, like, that's how, you know, that I'm having, I'm, I'm enjoying my time. And, uh, it's really, it's really a testament to, you know, people like you, people like, you know, Andrew, um, that this friendship I know that you guys will accept me for who I am and that's the biggest you know part about it is that this personality is real this is authentic this is who I am because I'm comfortable in my own skin that I won't get judged you know Andrew you know Andrew and, and Nate and, and you and uh, your brother and like Vince like partying with you guys I was like I could just have fun like I can just <laughs> let loose and just I don't have to I don't and, it's that peace of mind that I, you know, we all want, but I get that when I'm around you guys, mm -hmm. I find peace in my friends and, and 
when I'm able to make those people that find peace and joy that they give me, oh mm-hmm. man, I to the roof. Like I, I love it. It's like anytime we get together, anytime whatever, like let's have fun. Let's 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 enjoy the moment. You know, man, just enjoy it because it's it sucks to to realize that of course life happens at any moment and anything can happen. But I want my last memory to be with anybody that I I, I am friends with or have a relationship with to be positive. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's not, then I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want that to weigh on me. Like whether I've had issues with people in the past or whatever, I see them, I'll, I'll say something, you know, if wrong or right, I'll say something because there's so many things that you can get from each and every person, you know, mm-hmm. moving around a lot as a kid, I met a lot of different people. I wanted to get to know everybody mm-hmm. just because I felt like it mattered because people need to feel like they matter. And if I can be your hype person or I could be that person that makes you laugh or smile, I'm cool with that. Cause that, that gives me joy. You know, I just, as much as I can, I, I love meeting new people, interacting with new people and, and just getting to know that life has so many different aspects to it. And the more people I meet, the more I can learn about it and, and learn a lot about myself. Like I said, you like, cause my friends with you and Andrew, man, like I, I, there's things I've, I've learned about myself through that friendship that I'm forever thankful for. I mean, heck, I, you know, especially in school when I was trying to still figure out, you know, as far as Westminster, like what to do, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I, I've had discussions with you then that, that will forever, you know, I'll, I'll be grateful for. I mean, working at Nike, like I'm friends with Dustin Snyder. Dustin Snyder's my boy. And I met him first with, through you, you know, Andrew Cramp, best friends for life, met him through you. And, uh, you know, just a lot of positive people in my life that I, it's, I can't put into words how thankful I am for it. So that's why anytime I'm, you know, we're together, anytime I'm, I'm around other people, it's because I've met great people through the great people I know. Mm-hmm. So I'll always continue to try to meet other people that are great because who knows down the line who I'm going to meet um, through those connections. And I'm telling you, man, I'm, as soon, when the rock's gone, I don't want to, I don't want to realize that day, but when the rock's gone, there'll be a new number one. <laughs> Just saying. I, I think there's reason for that claim for sure. Yeah, man, you've, I mean, even still today, and that's, what's kind of cool is like, we continue to kind of grow up and and all that. I'm continued to be inspired by you and, and, and everything that you just said. I mean, that's something that I will definitely, you know, take away from that. And, and again, a reason why I try to keep you close because that, you know, is not necessarily something that I would, default to thinking uh i i I tend to 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 kind of draw the shades and kind of close in and and think that like you know with my circle right now i'm good like i I know whatever and it's it's something that even already like being able to connect with you today is just so many different things that i'll be able to take and definitely feel better and 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 have you know more positive energy moving forward after this conversation so I thank you for that. And so like, so we met early on in college, our friendship really developed. I think once you started playing football as well, yeah, and that, exper- that experiment, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think there was definite results there. I think there could have been a lot of, a lot of good things if you would have stuck with it, but I'm curious, you know, so many things that like we kind of hear now, you know, as athletes and, and professional athletes and that kind of stuff get to, you know, have a platform to talk about these things. And, you know, it's been brought up a lot as far as like the locker room mentality and how it is its own kind of place that equality is really built more so on performance and loyalty and, you know, other things um, and having people's back no matter who they are or what they believe or what their orientation is or anything like that. So with all that being said though, and I still wanted to ask you as far as like what your experience is with that. I know that I, I definitely as a, as a white man feel like that was definitely something that brought me closer together with people that weren't like me or, or, and a, and a lot of times people that I wouldn't necessarily probably have engaged outside of sports um, if it was just, you know, in class or something like that. So did you have similar experiences? What were, you know, some ways that I think that maybe your experiences differed from mine? So I've always, I, again, you know, I, I love, this is why I love sports because so many people get involved no matter what sport it is. 
that it's one of those experiences to where when when I got to the, my high school team, and it predominantly being white, but we had a lot of, of, of the black kids that were in that, you know, at my school that went on the basketball team, went on the football team and whatnot. I learned my respect from the simple fact that I continue to remind myself that I go through practices. I go through tough practices. But I also realize that these guys go through it with me. You know, I see the effort that they put in practice day in and day out, and they've earned my respect, no matter the differences. At Westminster, you know, you talk about a melting pot of personalities, um, you know, people from completely different backgrounds, big schools, small schools, and just seeing, you know, being around them so much, you see things you like, you see things you don't like, but there's a respect factor there. There's a, there's a thing to where you know that this guy works his butt off. I know how much something is important to him. I, I understand what he goes through. And, you know, you literally go to war in, like, football or any sport. You go to battle with these guys. You put all your physical effort into it. And when, when somebody puts their effort out there and you're putting your effort out there, it's nothing but respect. Whether I, we, we have a friendship or not, it's a respect factor. I always think of a scene, and I, I think it's any given Sunday, they're in the locker room and they're, like, trying to fight over what kind of music they're going to play. And it's just, like, people don't realize, you know, the crazy amount of compromise sometimes it, it, it comes when – you hear in hip hop one day and then all of a sudden you're in the locker room and some country or rocks coming on and you're just like, what? And then, if, you know, our thing was Whitney Houston uh, dance with somebody would come on and everybody's having a good time. And it's just, it's just that simple fact that, you know, we all bust our butts to achieve a goal. We all fell in love with a sport that, you know, we played all our lives and this is something we truly care about. And at the end of the day it was, we had a common goal, no matter how we got there, we wanted to achieve it by any means. And the biggest part is when you have that team chemistry, when you have that respect factor, that's tough. That's a tough team to beat. You know, Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr, but yet they out there winning championships. Like, you know, you realize sometimes those guys that you're going to war with can also be some your, your toughest competitors. They make you better. So my experiences in, in locker rooms have always been positive because whether I, I got along with the guy or not, or whether, KG being my favorite player kind of doomed me because I'll, I'll let, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll run my mouth and let you know how I feel. But just knowing that you battle, I battle and it's tough, whether we get along or not, I know I can count on you. And that's why I always say respect. I respect people because if I've, if we played a game or if we played anything or we've been in a tough situation and you, you, you had my back as a teammate, I, I, I will always respect that. I mean, that year of football was, was, you know, for not playing football for three, four years and then saying, hey, I'm going to play college football you know, while also playing college basketball. I, I, I interacted with so many different people. Tyler Banks, one of my good friends, you know, I met because I played football. And uh, it's just, again, it's just one of those things to where I'm in a situation and I meet great people. And, and that locker room was just that brotherhood. It was something to where, you know, those guys – each and every one of those guys, <laughs> you know, they joke around. I think I, I, it's crazy because you know, I'm thinking of people from that football team that if I never played football, probably would never interact with them. But since the simple fact that I was in that locker room and talked and, and was together on a team, we were the Titans. We weren't so-and-so and so-and-so and so. We were the Titans. I, I, you know, I'm grateful that I was able to be in that team environment. It's so it's kind of it's it's interesting because I feel a lot of us get to take that experience with us and definitely I mean I, I don't know who I'd be if I didn't have that those experiences going back to you know for four and five and six years old and basketball camps and and, and those types of things and I, I think that's been such a sh uh, a big thing that shaped me into how I look at the world so I think it's it's tough that people don't get to have those experiences. And really as like, I kind of come to wrap this up. I, one thing I definitely want to do is provide the opportunity for me on a personal level and anyone else who, who's able to kind of take the time and, and share this conversation with us, you know, with everyone, I want to be able to provide the opportunity for you to share anything else as far as like your experience as far as being black in America. And, you know, it's so weird. Like, I feel like that's, that's, that's our, that's our kind of hang up when these conversations happen because 
so many people have a different American experience. I think for a lot of white people out there, our experiences in a lot of ways can be what we hear in kind of our founding father documents and all that stuff. And, and the, the first step is realizing that it's not that way for everybody. And so what I, what I want to do is, is continue to gain perspective on, you know, for you, what your experience has been good or bad. And really you kind of talked about it earlier, as far as when we're in the thick of this right now, there's times that there's, it can seem like it will never change, but up to this point, what has been the things or how have you been able to maintain hope and, and continue on um, and that kind of thing. So I definitely want to be able to throw those out to you and, and just let you run on them. Yeah. Um, so I would say one, I, I'm, I love being black in America. Love it. Um, I'm, I'm so proud to be, you know, an African-American. I'm so proud of like the heritage and just the history because um, it's unique in its own way. Like we all have different backgrounds and, and where our family came from. And I've had great experiences as a person, as an American, I've had great experiences. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times people are, are so quick to say being a black in America is, is is an excuse in some instances. I think some people use it as a crutch rather than motivation. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes hear people go, you know, having a victim mindset and, and it happens. And there may be situations where the color of your skin may not, you know, allow you certain things, but there's avenues you can go. That doesn't mean just quit. You know, I, I definitely want people to know that you can have a great life without have, trying to be a professional athlete or uh, somebody in music. You can, you can experience so many things in life uh, without having to say, well, I'm black, so I can't. You know, I, I wish people, I, I hope people remove doubt. Like I always talk about, realize that these things are true and these things happen, but don't let it stop you from achieving what you want to achieve in life. Um, cause I, you know, like I say, I say peace of mind a lot, but it's true. Um, and I don't know, you know, what the future may hold. I don't know what interactions I may have with different other, you know, different ethnicities or type of people, but I'm going to have the most positive outlook I can have because I control my emotions. I control my reaction and, you know, I can control my relationships with the people around me. So that's what gives me hope. The fact that I'm able to have these conversations with friends that, about feelings I've had since I was a kid. You know, I was, uh, you know, my dad, you know, who's uh, been in my life since I was two, not my birth father, but my, you know, raised me since he was two, you know, him being a white guy and just teaching me that, you know, color didn't matter. At a young age, I remember somebody's like, that's not your dad. Well, well color doesn't matter. As a kid, I was, I was saying that. And as I got older and as I got older, I started to realize that, you know, my approach with people of different, it doesn't matter what color you are. Let me know about the person you are. You know, I, I don't, I, I've never been somebody who likes to grab quotes and throw them out there and say, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. But the, the truest one is just judge me on my character. You know, Martin Luther King talked about it. Not the, not, not the color of my skin, but the context of my character. Judge me on that. And the fact that people are willing to open up and kind of listen to who I am and, and kind of, you know, want to know how I'm feeling gives me so much hope. You know, we talk about a lot of, a lot of the limelight gets shown about the bad people. There's good people and those good people won't get the recognition, but I thank you for this. I thank people that are able, willing to listen to those friends that have been in situations they've never been in before. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that, you, you know, we could take two hours on a Saturday morning and just talk about life, you know, get into deeper conversations that we'd never really gotten to before. And we've been friends for, coming on 10 years now like um that that's what gives me hope it's a simple fact that there are people out there that are good there are people that i have chosen in my life that are positive people that are that are you know people that i can depend on if i if i need be people that have my back regardless of the situation people that can i can have a 
constructive conversation with and get something out from it. You know, I hope I will always have hope that things will get better. And of course, I, I think there will be more and obviously there'll be more, you know, issues going on and, and other things will happen in life that we can't control. But as long as we're able to continue to have discussions like these and continue to build on uh, this positive relationship, we can give hope to other people that, that may be in that situation. We can give um, people example of this is how your friendship could be. It won't be just like it, but these are things that you can do to strengthen that bond. I honestly think social media has, has driven a, a, a gap between you know, opposing thoughts. I'm sick of people having to choose sides. You know, it's if if you like this person, well, you're left. If you like that person, you're right. Like, can't left and right just be a direction? Why we got to be, you know, all this, uh, you know, Republican, Democrat? Nah, just let's just be people. Let's start there, and let's continue to to just get to know people. And if you don't like somebody, stay away from them. There's so many different ways to resolve conflict, and not, it not be violence. So I. You know, there's, we've, like I said, we talked about a lot and we discussed a lot. And even now, like, you know, thinking about the conversation that we just had, like, it's really, it's really heartwarming to just be able to just have this conversation. Because if something like this never happened, who knows if we ever had had this conversation. You know, who knows if we ever would, would be able to kind of, you know, get my background, get your background and and just reassure like, yeah, that's my guy. That's I'm glad that guy is my friend. Life is what you make it. And if you're really if you're really to have the, I have this positive outlook on life because so many positive things have happened. Negative things have happened as well. But it, I'd rather look at the the great things in life, because if something happens to me, at least I know that. I've had great great uh, memories and relationships and bonds and, and experiences that some people will, may never get to experience. Black, black in America, white in America, whatever in America, I've had a great life. I've had great people in my life and I'll continue to be grateful for it and continue to go about this, you know, in a positive manner. Black in America is a hell of a thing, but it's amazing at the same, same time. Rube, I can't thank you enough for just taking the time, being open, transparent. I think it's been really cool in in some ways that, you know, I could go into a a conversation like this, not tiptoeing, but like just wanting to make sure that like, that I don't offend you. And it, it only comes from, I could give it a shit about what I end up looking like. It only comes from a place of caring about you and, and not wanting to, to violate anything that we may have built, you know what I mean? (laughs) For 10 years. Um, And I think it's, it's really cool that this conversation while the content was different, really wasn't any different than anything that we've ever talked about uh, as far as kind of how we've gone about it. So I can't speak to how inspirational you are to me. Um, It's been, awesome to sit here with you and, and talk through this stuff. And, and really I have a lot of takeaways as far as um, kind of our current state of, of, you know, our country and, and our, and our people and all, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm walking away in a lot of ways more inspired as far as life goes. And, and I wouldn't ever doubt you would do that, but honest to God, like that's such a, a, a happy thing I'm walking away um, from this with so yeah real quick i just wanted to say um you you, you said something to uh, along the lines that you you know weren't sure what to ask because you didn't want to offend me and, and and i thank you for having the courage to ask those questions because i know your heart comes from a good place and i think a lot of times people are hesitant to ask those questions because they don't want to be offensive but you don't know if that's offensive or not unless you have the conversation you know it's like it's like your parents talking about the birds and the bees like you don't know when you're going to talk to your children about it but you're going to have that conversation at some point. And, you know, just to get the, 
uncomfortableness out the room and just be real. And that, like I said, I appreciate you being giving me a platform to kind of speak my mind and talk about how I feel. And life goes by so quick sometimes and we, we forget, you know, we don't check in as much as we may want to, but the fact that we could sit here and then just have a conversation for, you know, almost two hours and just, you know, continue to know that, yeah, that's, you know, this, this friendship is real. This friendship is great. And, and I'm so thankful for it. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you, Rube. I really appreciate it, man. I'll, uh, I'll be talking with you. Okay. All right, man. Take it easy. Love you, man. Yeah. Love you too. Have a good weekend. You too.